Let's talk about the actual moment that you were standing there and looking into your opponent's eye. What was it like? Did you manage to actually enjoy it as so many people tell you to do? Nope. Nope? That's the short answer. <laughs> Welcome to the 58th episode of the Struggling Scientist podcast. We are a podcast by scientists, for scientists, anybody science adjacent and perhaps even hobbyists. My name is Susanna and I'm here with my co-host Jaron. Hi. So on the 14th of June... 2023, Jaden officially became a doctor. Well, the non-medical type, of course. He defended his PhD in the Netherlands, and we're going to talk about it. From the nerves leading up to the defense, to the challenging questions he faced, and the valuable tips he received, we will explore the ins and outs of a PhD defense in the Netherlands. Get ready to gain insights, learn from Jaden's journey, and discover what it takes to come out triumphant in the defense room. Let's start! Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Long-time listener, first-time guest. (laughs) Yes, are you a listener? (laughs) I listen to the podcast quite frequently, yes, to (laughs) double-check. Yes, yes, our very own host, co-host of the podcast. So, uh, Dr. Jaron, congratulations. Thank you. Has it sunk in yet? Uh, After a week, yes. After okay. a week, it definitely has, but on the day itself, it was still uh, all nerves throughout the entire day, even after the thing. So, <laughs> do you feel like a doctor now? No, but it, it has sunk in that I am a doctor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, uh, since we have special episodes where we introduce ourselves in very much detail, <laughs> uh, we're going to skip that here. Or are there any weird hobbies you really want to share? Yes. 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 Well, weird. I mean, long distance running. I never get to talk about it, but here, now, <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> we have a marathon episode, okay? I never get to talk about it. <laughs> that was episode, what, four? <laughs> yes, we're at, we're at uh, 58 now, yes. Yeah, so it's been a while. So I'm planning on running a marathon again, so Congratulations. Running. Yes, and for the rest, struggling scientist stuff. I mean, 1,000 memes don't happen unless you love doing it. That is for sure a weird hobby indeed. Yes. Okay, on to the actual PhD defense, right? The topic of the day. Let's talk about the actual moment that you were standing there and looking into your opponent's eye. What was it like? Did you manage to actually enjoy it as so many people tell you to do? Nope. Nope? That's the short answer. (laughs) Uh, The long answer is somewhat more, um, I saw them coming into the room Mm-hmm. one by one slowly marching in like final bosses in a video game just like oh i need to go through all of them uh-huh. uh i was trying to pay attention to their order because i was trying to figure out okay who's gonna ask me questions first oh that, that is actually determined by the order they walk in no but i thought it was <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that ends my confusion i was like okay okay i think this person's gonna come first no no <laughs> Um, so yeah, there was that. And then in the moment itself, it was a hot day wearing a full, fully fledged suit. I don't know what it's called in English. It's just the oh. full creepy suit or something like that. Or yeah, it's... it's called a rock costume in Dutch, but I don't know in English. Well, very formal attire. Mm, with with the, the, the penguin suit. You were wearing a penguin suit. Yes. Very formal attire, very hot day. And you're going to do something cognitively intense. Uh-huh. People watching you, people people asking you difficult questions, and there I am, just sweating my ass off <laughs> while trying to keep eye contact and ask and answer questions. So I was trying to enjoy it, but that was a that little didn't bit, happen. No, <laughs> wiping sweat off my my glasses as someone is asking me a question. Oh. But uh, we got there. 
Okay, very good. You're a doctor now. Yes. Yes. Um, so for our listeners all around the world, can you quickly explain what a Dutch PhD defense actually looks like? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so in the Netherlands, I would say it's much more ceremonial than probably anywhere else because by the time you actually get to the PhD defense, your thesis has been approved, your supervisors have read it, your committee has approved it already. Uh, it's been passed through plagiarism checks. So basically on the day itself, it's more a ceremony mm -hmm. and it's one hour of consisting of 10 minutes of a layman talk for your friends and family who are probably not familiar with what you've done in the last couple of years. Uh, and 45 minutes of actually answering questions from your, your committee members uh, throughout. And from there, yeah, drinks, partying, uh, partying whatever you yes. want to do afterwards. You have a speech from your supervisor, of yes, course. Yes, the speech is always uh, interesting. Great. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the evening, a party. Yes, if you are so inclined. True, true, true. Okay, uh, so 45 minutes of questions from your commit committee. Mm -hmm. uh, which is the actual defense part, right? That's yes. the part where you're not, you shouldn't fail completely because then you don't get it. But otherwise, you are usually okay. Yes. Um, did you receive any unexpected or surprising questions, or was it pretty much what you expected? I would say, for the most part, like the thing is, they were all unexpected questions. I didn't know what they were going to ask on the day mm -hmm. itself. Some of them were straightforward. I knew exactly. Oh, yes, I just need to go to that figure and. Yes, I know that was in the supplemental, so I know to, to how to answer that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Others were very much unexpected, completely left field. And all I could do was sort of uh, throughout, throughout that answer. And to be honest, I, some of those questions I just had to answer. I have no idea. I mm -hmm. just don't know. I can theorize something, but with each opponent or each committee member, you only have an X amount of time. So you can't take too long answering a question either. So. Yes. Okay. So what were the strategies that you were trying to use to stay calm and composed during your defense? Did it work? I wouldn't say I had any clear strategies. It was more focusing on what they were saying and trying to ignore the audience, not because I didn't want to have a look, uh, see who was in the audience or anything like that, but I didn't want to get distracted mm. from, because I the know question. I can, yeah, exactly. And because I figured some of those questions might be hard or might be kind of intricate. So I was just, okay, keep looking at the opponent, what they're saying, what they're asking. If they're directing me to a specific figure, go there, look at my thesis. But in, act, in trying to actually stay calm, I didn't really have a clear strategy. It was just stall for the 45 minutes and hope we get there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you think in hindsight, any strategies would have been nice? Mm, I struggle to think of anything that really would have helped. I think during one of the, the we did a training a while mm. ago about PhD defenses, they mentioned breathing exercises mm. before you get started. Just something that you practice beforehand and then also do in the moment to sort of calm your breathing. And mm. maybe that would be a good one. But Yeah, I would just say for me, the problem was that it wasn't necessarily my breathing or mm. nerves were off, but it was just very hot on the day itself. So yeah. like the main strategy I would advise anyone from my own experience is don't plan your PhD defense in June. Yes. <laughs> or wear, wear a full suit that's very hot. Uh, but mm. other than that, yeah, just focus on the questions that are being asked and try to answer them accordingly. Okay. Now, an important part of the PhD defense is, of course, also the preparation. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you decided to record each day leading up to your PhD. 
and share it on social media. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to do this? Well, for me, it was more just trying to catalog my experience. And I struggled to find anyone who did something like that. The, the, you always see on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever, those posts of like, I defended my PhD or I'm done or yeah, whatever. <laughs> but you never see the lead up to it. Like, what were you thinking beforehand? You, you always see like the celebration. So I just wanted to show what the back end of that leading up mm -hmm. to the thing itself was like. And also just for me cataloging it for myself, if I ever want to go back and see what I was feeling or what I was thinking, because it's so easy to, in hindsight, think it wasn't that bad or it was, it was I really enjoyed it, but there were moments where I definitely didn't enjoy it. Mm, yes. Mm. So uh, all these videos at some point we'll put into a blog and make a nice um, blog out of it. Yes. <laughs> um, just so that it's all recorded together and other people might get some hints and tips out of it as well. Yes. Or just the acknowledgement that not every day is as productive. <laughs> no, for sure. It is definitely a struggle leading up to the day itself, even though the day itself goes by so fast. Yes. Um, were there any specific tips or advice that proved particularly helpful during or in the preparation for your defense? There probably were. I just didn't take them. <laughs> <laughs> so very much leading up to the defense, I was still in the mindset of like, I still have a week or two. I can still do so much reading and preparation. Mm. And it, looking back at all my committee members, what they published on and what they might ask me about is like, no, just no. <laughs> So that just, uh, I think I just didn't take the the advice, a lot of the advice that I was given at the moment. Do you wish in hindsight you did? I'd struggle to imagine that I would have. That's sort of the problem. Mm. Uh, even if, if future me were to come to me right now and say like, or at, at the moment and say, it's going to be fine. Just don't, don't stress about it too much. I still wouldn't have taken it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, and how did you approach rehearsing and practicing for your defense? Did you have a mock defense? Yes. So uh, I don't know if this is common for everyone, but at least everyone that I, all the PG students at the Amsterdam UMC, we have like a mock defense a week or maybe in some cases more than that before the actual defense, where you get either your supervisors or other PhDs from your department or whatever to uh, prepare for a chapter of your thesis. They will ask you questions mostly on one chapter or multiple chapters. And in doing so, see how you answer those questions. And also in the Netherlands, you also have to uh, answer with if the person you're talking to is a professor, highly esteemed opponent, or if they're not a professor, esteemed opponent. So you also practice that and saying those, those formal things. And after the mock defense, still not feeling great. I thought I completely bombed it, but everyone <laughs> was telling me it went well. So there's definitely a disconnect in how I felt versus how it went, I guess. Um, but I did think it went, given everyone was saying it was going fine leading up to the defense from the mock defense, I thought, okay, it should be okay. There's, it's only one hour. How bad can it be? Yes, yes. Did you also have that with the real defense that you felt that you didn't do well or is, was that fine? Yeah, so after the actual defense, I still felt like it, it didn't go well just because there were definitely some questions where I just had to answer that I didn't know or I didn't really understand where they were wanting to go with the question. Mm. Uh, so I definitely feel like I struggled there. But at the end of the day, I finished those 45 minutes of questions. They all seemed relatively happy. And you got your diploma. <laughs> exactly, right? Like how bad could it have been? <laughs> so yeah, no, I think it went relatively well, Good. even before I knew I got my diploma. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Did you have any moments of self-doubt or imposter syndrome leading up to the defense? And how did you overcome them? Uh, every day. Uh, <laughs> I tried That's to your whole PhD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was not one day of the PhD where there was an imposter syndrome. <laughs> but I think one way that helped me was, well, these vlogs that I was sort of recording, because they also get me to sort of appreciate how far I've come a little mm -hmm. bit. And, you know, if uh, by this point... If, 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 if I were an actual imposter, someone would have called me out on it, right? Like someone would have stopped me from getting to this point of the doing a PhD defense and everything. So it was more of like staying, being in the actual moment, appreciating what was happening and, and actually focusing on sort of the good stuff, even though there was a lot of bad stuff leading up to the preparation in terms of like my own uh, negative mindset of I didn't prepare enough, I didn't. Re look into th this thing that I think they're going to ask me questions about. Um, so for me, it was more, for me, the actually filming those vlogs helped, I would say. The benefits of being a social media creator. Yes. Um, and how did you celebrate or re reward yourself afterwards? Yeah, so there were three things, actually. Well, technically four. So immediately after the, the PhD defense, we went down and downstairs and we had some drinks and coffee and could just sort of get congratulated by everyone, I guess. <laughs> you told me you still felt felt quite um, nervous about that one, or at least it hadn't. It took you a moment to actually relax afterwards. No, for sure. It's also just because that's still part of the, you're still there, the, the vicinity, right? And it's still like you're putting on a show, you're supposed to be congratulated and say something nice back. And so it's still very much, and just being hot in the suit was was a thing. So it very much still felt like the PhD defense was not over. This is still part of that PhD defense. It's mm -hmm. no one's going to take away your PhD at diploma at that point, but it's still very much felt like part of that. But that was one way of celebrating just the, the drinks with people and talking with people afterwards uh, and also taking pictures with like the committee members and my supervisors. Uh, from there, we went to lunch with some of the committee members and supervisors and family and stuff like that. So that was very nice. Also got to change clothes, which helped actually the relaxing part and just eating and I didn't have to like constantly feel like I need to say something back to someone I could just be quiet mm -hmm. so that was the second way that I relaxed the third way was uh, a gift that you got me actually like for my 30th birthday was with, uh, a tiny uh, bottle of monster energy drink ah yes that I've been saving exactly for this day because I knew it was going to be a long day and, and I knew I needed some energy so there was that that I was looking forward to drinking that uh, it was nice <laughs> thank you <laughs> and the last one was the party in the evening uh which we still needed to finish up some uh prep work prep for uh and yeah the the energy drink definitely came in handy for surviving till the evening with the the party yes and it was a nice party no for sure and also with the party i have to mention this as well so my two paranyms uh, created both a, a amazing slideshow as well as an amazing video uh highlighting the different things that I did during my PhD, the, the let's just say some awkward moments as well, <laughs> but also some just generally funny moments as well. So yeah. it was a really awesome video and slideshow. Um, yeah, yeah, the Dutch tradition is a little bit to make a video, making a little bit of fun uh, of the person who is graduation, but graduating, but also congratulating him. So uh, we had some 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 people in a Jadon mask dancing around and stuff. It was a lot of fun to make. <laughs> I feel like I gave quite a bit of content for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You were a good subject to make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we are very excited to be able to introduce you to our new sponsor, Jenny AI. 
Not only does Jenny make our podcast possible, it also makes our life as scientists so much easier. Jenny is an all-in-one writing assistant that has everything that we have been missing in other AI tools. Yes, first off, unlike other AI tools, it actually finds accurate information in papers and cites its sources. It does not make things up and only uses real verified information that you can then also check the source of. Second, it's a writing assistant trained for academic papers and helps you write your paper by suggesting the next sentence or the end of your sentence. Or, if you get really stuck, you can ask it to write an entire paragraph, completely removing the writer's block I so often struggle with when I don't know the right words to make my point. It helped me write an introduction to a paper I've been struggling with in half an hour. It even suggests which papers to cite. You can add your own library or search the entire internet for papers. Just type the add symbol to easily add a reference and it gets automatically added to the reference list. And the last thing we absolutely love is that it has an AI chatbot that can see your document and give feedback on how to improve your manuscript. Or you can ask it questions, such as what are the potential therapeutic benefits of dot dot dot, and it will search through the papers for you for the answer. I can only say that my stress level has gone down significantly since I started using Jenny. Check out the free version now at thestrugglingscientist.com slash Jenny. And if you love it, use the code SCIENCE20 for a 20% discount. Um, in retrospect, is there anything you would have done differently in your preparation for your defense or on the day itself? If I could go back in time and do something slightly different is would be to try and not worry about actually reading and preparing for the answer, like answering questions mm-hmm. as much as I did. Mostly because I try to focus on everything now, even like distantly related proteins to my mm. protein and stuff like that and where I didn't need to. In the end, I would say I should have just focused on what's actually in my thesis, what random philosophy questions might come up from my committee members of like, could you use this for some sort of treatment and mm. some something like that? And yeah, just have a quick look at what my committee members actually sort of specialize in just to have an idea, okay, this person's going to ask me about hard stuff. That's it. Okay. So that, that, that would have been my main focus if I could sort of, un, if I could redo how I prepared for my thesis defense. And anything on the day itself? Try to sweat less. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, there's not really much else I could have. I, I think the weather was as good as it could be given June. And I would say the one thing I would have liked to have done differently is try to take pictures or video the moment a bit more. Um, so, for example, when we had the, the drinks right after the defense, a lot mm-hmm. of the committee members had already left uh, yeah. uh, before we even took like, the picture. And it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, we need, still need to take a picture. And I, that would have been Which is strange because normally they at least wait until everybody has shaken your hand to, uh, to yeah. take the picture. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't pay attention to when exactly they left. Mm-hmm. So some of them just had to leave early. So in, in hindsight, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we still need to take the picture immediately. Let's do that immediately. But that's a small detail that's not really going to change anything, right? So. No. Um, that's already great advice to prepare a little bit differently. But is there any other advice you would give future PhD defendants uh, to defend their thesis? Try to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's the most annoying advice to get, right? But Yeah, um, yeah no. So I'm trying to think. So... I keep coming back to not necessarily the enjoying it part. I mean, mm-hmm. that uh, everyone says it, but it's hard to actually do in the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother stressing someone out with like, also be sure to enjoy it. Yeah. 
but just keep in mind that it's, and again, this is going to differ based on which country you're doing your PhD in. But in our case, in my case, it was only 45 minutes of actually defending and actually answering questions. Mm -hmm. So just keep in mind, it's only 45 minutes. It's only a couple of people in Snuggies asking you questions. So as long as you're able to, to get through those questions, and even if you don't know the answer to a specific question, just either say you don't know and sort of speculate or think about it, like it'll actually give it some thought. But try to move on from there, right? Like if, if you don't know the, the answer to the question, just speculate a little bit, think about it a little bit. Uh, but ultimately, just say you don't know. And mm. it's, it's fine if you don't know. You can't know everything. Yes, yes, yes. So with Snuggies, Jaron actually means the official professor robes of the university. As a doctor, I'm allowed to call it a Snuggie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Snuggies. Yeah, that that's a full professor. Yeah, I yes. think it, by taking it as being as irreverent as possible mm. about the the whole thing, you sort of calm yourself a little. That's how I, at least I calmed uh, another colleague of mine like a year ago. Uh, just like yeah, it's just people in Snuggies asking you questions, and I tried to use that same advice. It didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so if there's anyone who would like to ask you maybe questions or get some more tips or some specific advice. Uh, how can they reach you and where can they find you? Uh, we're always on Twitter at The Struggling Scientists, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, website, website strongingscientists.com, Spotify, Apple, <laughs> all the list, uh, podcast listening platforms, and and just at Jadon, I guess, when, when you ask the question, that'll help. <laughs> I can also answer, but I haven't done it yet. So um, I will I will refer you to, to the experts. Soon we will have two panel of experts Ooh. with doctorates. With I don't want to yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, for our listeners, if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, you can research via our website, com. You can also check out our website for some really cool science-inspired merch and to sign up for our awesome Journal of the Struggling Scientist, aka our newsletter. And if you have enjoyed this episode then please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast listening platform as it helps us grow and it helps us with our metrics. You can also follow us on social media. Jaden, which ones are those again? Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. And hopefully now also with some video. <laughs> Exciting. People get to see this face? Yeah, if they want. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, just stay on Spotify or Apple, you know? <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you again next time. Bye. Bye.